Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Jimmy. Okay. Lights, camera, action. Some people thought I quit and I ain't giving satisfaction. From a different era, writing rhymes up on napkins. What you had to say was more important, man, than trapping. Yeah, I'm talking back. Then. Speaking of contemporary, gotta spit the truth. What's good, family? And welcome to another episode of Jimmy Bond's Podcast right here on WPEB Radio 88.1 FM, 95.1 FM, West Philadelphia. What's good, family? What's good? What's good? What got my hair? Got my partner here. What's up, Ty? How you feeling, bro? All good in the neighborhood, JB. Live from the 215. Live from the 215. You know how we do it. You know, I have a special guest co-host with me today, today, today. Her name is Miss Lynn Austin from Hugs Around America. She is the founder of Hugs Around America Foundation. And I am so glad to have her joining us today. Thank you so much, Lynn. Go ahead, Lynn. Say what's up to the people. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello. Hello, hello. Well, remember, fam, you call us with your comments or your questions at 215-472-0881. Again, that's 215-472-0881. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. It's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. Also, fam, remember you can follow us on Instagram at Jimmy Bonds Podcast, on Twitter at Podcast Bonds, and let's make sure you join the Jimmy Bond Podcast Facebook group. Let's continue to open the dialogue. Moving right along, family, we're continuing our series here at WPE. B Radio, every voice, every vote, West Philly Voices, and I have a guest tonight. We have a guest tonight, family, that I am so glad to have on. She is definitely doing her thing within the communities that she serves, um, but I'm going to give you a little intro before I bring her on, so let me just tell you a little bit about her. Annette Nance is Executive Director of African American of the African American Affairs Commission of the Office of, at Governor Shapiro. She served honorably for eight years in the United States Marine Corps and is an Operation Enduring, Veter- Operation Enduring Freedom veteran. She's also a distinguished alumna of the University of Pittsburgh, where she earned her master's degree in social work with a focus on community organization and social action. She also got a bachelor's in psychology from Asheville University. In 2021, she received the prestigious Pump 40 Under 40 honor, recognizing her creativity uh, creative vision, rather, and unwavering passion to enhance the community. In 2023, she was awarded the SWAG, Social Work Appreciation of Greatness, for her consistent efforts in the field of social work. She is an activist, she is an advocate, a veteran, a champion of change and progress, a student, a scholar, a woman of faith, a leader, a wife, and a mom. I like to describe her as productive, organized, conscious, inclusive, determined, diligent, inspiring, diverse, unique, ethical, and honorable. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to the Executive Director of African American Affairs Commission of the Office of Governor Shapiro, Ms. Annette Nance. Welcome to the show, Ms. Annette. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I mean, ooh, sometimes I really forget about my bio, but when you read it, I need to take you everywhere with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so very poetic. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. For all of our guests that we get come on, we always want to give them the proper intro. And um, just reading, doing our research on you, I didn't know half of the things that I, I learned from the time that we sat down next to each other. And to learn all those things, I was very honored and, and it humbled me because I'm like, this woman is doing some major stuff within our community. Um, so 
you know, let me ask you, let me let me kick off by asking this question. When you hear the the name of our project, every voice, every vote, what what do you hear? What 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 does that make you feel like? Uh, the first thing that comes to mind uh, is, you know, every vote does count. And so that means really reaching into the community and trying to see how we can get folks to understand the vote, mm. the process, and also ways that they can volunteer in a, or get involved in it. Um, it's not just about, you know, getting registered to vote, but what about making your plan to vote? Mm. What does that day look like? Or even mail-in ballot, you know, voting, things like that. So I'm thinking about all the things around it, not just the the day of voting, but you know, what does that look like and how do you plan that out? And then how do you also tell your family and your friends about it too? Because it's not just a one person job. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. I, I was on my way to here to do the show and I saw a commercial that talked about, you know, planning your voting day. Like, you know, mm -hmm. the, what, the importance of planning around that, you know, when you're going to vote, where, where's your, where's your pool place? You know what I mean? Who, who, who are the people that, that can direct you to those, to get the information to where your poll place is? I mean, all that is important and vital. Um, I, I, can, I can talk all day, but I'm going to let my brother Ty ask the next question. Brother Ty, go ahead, man. Vince yes. Nance, how are you doing this evening? Good, and yourself? I am doing great. I am doing great. So tell me, the life of an executive director of African American Affairs, what is the life of an executive director of the African American Affairs like? It's it's a lot of things. I'm trying to like, what is one word when I think of it? It is something that is constant movement um, and not just in the sense of physical, but in the sense of thought, in the sense of the way that we connect with our internal state agencies and understanding and providing our perspective, especially the African-American perspective, whether it's PennDOT or um, Pennsylvania Council of Arts, trying to really ensure that artists across the Commonwealth are aware of that state agency, and mm -hmm. especially if they have businesses, but also getting black and brown businesses registered as vendors for the state. So when they put out those requests for proposals, you know, folks are already registered. They can go ahead and go through the process versus, you know, not knowing what's going on. Um, it's also for me, I'm traveling across the state, so I'm getting to know a lot of places that I didn't know existed because um, I live uh, on the other side of the state. So in Pittsburgh, so I, I know a good bit of southwestern PA, but I'm getting to know all these other areas and also learning um, a lot of black history throughout the state mm. as well. Mm. Um, it's working with our elected officials, um, the various caucuses that are within um, the legislature. So if you all have been paying attention, which I hope you have. Oh, yeah, we have. The, um, black Maternal Health Caucus that kicked <laughs> off that Rep Mays, Rep Cephas and Rep Curry are, you know, are doing that work and championing on with that. And so talking with our elected officials, um, a lot of stakeholder engagement. Um, so I was in Philadelphia in June. So really getting to know the landscape there, what leaders are doing, you know, connecting with the African-American um, museum there with Dr. Jordan and the, the, the great work that she's doing there. So it, it is a lot of things. So I guess in short to kind of like summarize, that was kind of long, right? No, so no, no. With our <laughs> working internally with a lot of the state agencies, but also my colleagues. Um, so every room I'm in, I always, I would be remiss if I don't also talk about the other commissions. There's five other ones, um, Latino, LGBTQ, AAPI, 
uh, women. And then our, our newest one, Next Generation Engagement. So that's the 16 to 26 age range, really um, engaging our youth. We know how important it is for, for our youth to be educated in these spaces um, so they can understand what it's like on a state level, what's going on that really includes them so that we can keep them here in Pennsylvania, you know, as things kind of go forth. Wow. So um, what programs or services have you seen so far that work or has worked for the people of the community as far as African-Americans? Uh, any any specific programs? Like we mean related to like voting type or just yes. in general? Voting, yes, we're in general too, yes. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, the, the latest program that um, made um, a lot of waves is the automatic uh, voter registration, which is something that's really important. You know, seeing the numbers go up in that because we know you know, most, a lot of folks, you know, you have a license, you're going to do that process. And so that's been a successful program there. And we had received a lot of support from a lot of elected officials and others nationally. Um, Pennsylvania continues to to be that national leader in a lot of spaces. Yeah. Um, but we also know there's um, a couple other things um, that we were, we were really pushing and educating folks on in the voter space. So really putting out those infographics about, you know, poll workers, where they're needed, the websites and understanding that and continue to educate people when the last day was to uh, register to vote, especially electronically on social media, mm -hmm. um, emailing a list and things of that nature of when to turn in said ballot so folks are aware. So really making a huge push on on social media and utilizing utilizing a lot of things digitally because we know that it's working. Yeah, that makes sense. Lynn, I know you got something you want to ask. Yes. So you talked about the programs that are working. I would love to see something take place in the schools prior to graduation. So prior to them turning 18, 17, 16, 17, around that age group, where when they turn 18, um, it's not a heavy lift. They understand the purpose of the voting and each, um, you know, we get excited when we talk about the presidency, right? But all the other different layers um, and times of voting, the turnout is low. But if we go back and we start in their in teenage years, right? Educating them on the purpose of taking your vote serious in every level, every voting um, voting year, pretty much every voting season, as they would say. Season and you know the Supreme Court right now in in our area is important, right? We're we're fighting for that seat, but if they understood the importance of getting to the polls, and we are registering them, you are seeing those numbers go up. But the educational piece, I would love to see that. Yeah, so there is a program. So I'm gonna I'm gonna write this down and I'm gonna send it to Jimmy and be like, this is what I was talking about because I can't remember the name at the moment. But this program, I mean, I want to ensure I have the right one. Is it does recognize um, high school students um, in a sense of like how many um, folks they register within their high schools, and so they get recognized for that. And that is something uh, that I've been talking with other school officials. Um, those who are principals at schools and saying, you know, you know, make sure that you have your folks look into these programs and support your students, right? We can have the students do a lot of things, but we know that the school administrators have to support these efforts. You know, they have to email 
folks like myself or others in state agencies to really get these programs moving. So that's that's one thing there. But, you know, I do have some notes and I think something <laughs> I really want to make sure that, you know, my cons folks know that I share. Yeah. Um, when it comes to youth, because we know that Pennsylvania's youth turnout actually was the sixth highest in the country. Amen. So it beat the national average by 23 percent, which is a pretty strong margin. Yeah. yeah. And so really wanting to highlight that. And then the commission that I mentioned prior to, so Next Generation Engagement. So that's Ruby Mundock, who's the executive director of that commission. And so uh, some things that she's been doing is really connecting with universities and kind of educating people on the process of voting there as well in the sense of you can register to vote you know, on your, your college campuses. And so really when we think even younger, we just have to continue to have the, the conversation of civic engagement mm-hmm. and talking to those folks about, you know, maybe those social studies teachers or, you know, how folks kind of get involved in these other races. And so that's our young Dems groups and things like that, or, you know, whichever um, of those kind of civic engagement things. So we're really working to see how we can continue to do things like that. And also that's something that, you know, organizations, if they want to partner and kind of get more information on um, state government things, or they're like, you know, they would like myself to come out and do those things, or even connecting to see what collaboration and partnership can grow from that. Definitely open to those ideas, because we know how important civic engagement is. Um, I think something that I didn't realize as um, now I know a lot about state government because I'm working in it. I've, I'm, you know, I've been doing these different things, worked as a, a chief of staff or a state rep. Um, but when I was 16 some years old, I don't remember being involved as I see a lot of youth are involved now. Nice. Yeah. And they're nice. very intentional with involvement. Mm. Um, and one thing that I always tell people is that, you know, not political wise, but, but you know, getting involved in government, it's around you everywhere you go from art to food to all these different spaces, there is, you know, something that you can connect this to. And so if you can kind of make it real for, you know, young, young people and talking about these certain spaces, they're like, oh, now I understand why there is this law for X, Y, Z. Now I see why, you know, maybe they're, you know, maybe they learned about Department of Insurance, which there is on the state level that kind of regulates a lot of different things. Yeah. Or, you know, education, you know, learning about that, that gets them excited. You know, if they also know, you know, their state representative and what committees they're on, what committees like they serve on, because that's something I try to tell people, you know. It's it looks nice and fancy to be the elected official, but you also have to know the background work. Um, I know I kind of went like all over the place with that, but I think that's something to for for young people to get educated on, too, is when they understand the committees, whether it's education, children, youth and families and seeing how those items are voted on and, you know, making sure to check out the um, the state website on those things. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm a big component of telling people, hey, you know, People say they don't like politics. I don't like politics. It's too whatever. But I say you you deal with politics every day when you wake up in the morning. All right? It's politics and everything, which means that your vote is devoted to that, you know? Um, What are – and one of the other things I always talk about is how a lot of times we see names on the ballot. We go to the voting – we go to the polls. It's a name on that that sheet, on that ballot. And you check the names off and you put it in the seat. You put it in the box and that's it. I'm done, right? I voted. But I always feel like there's there's something more – than the names that are on the ballot, on those ballots. Um, the issues and the concerns that face people who are voting for our voters. What are some of the things that you're hearing? You're out there in the streets, as I would say. You're in the streets, right? What are some, <laughs> what are some of the things that people that you're hearing are, are major concerns for them within this voting season right now? 
Yeah, so the biggest one is education. So funding for education, but also um, school curriculum mm. has kind of been uh, some things have heard. Um, and then there's also been other areas of understanding um, some of the policies or where can they go to read about certain things. Mm -hmm. um, I know uh, I, le I was just speaking to some social workers about um, just kind of really getting engaged. And so they were like, what is the process? What does that, you know, what does that look like? And so that's really connecting and looking at the kind of um, the committees and seeing what's being voted on and kind of tracking it that way. Yeah. So being able to kind of see what, who's sponsoring said bills or, you know, what does that look like? But then it's also checking out the governor's website that has, um, I believe we call it newscast that shows mm -hmm. all the different like executive orders that are being signed. What, it, what does it do? What is the purpose? When does it take into effect? What communities are, is it reaching? And so I think that that source of information, information is really truly important mm. um, as we kind of move through a lot of these spaces and understanding certain things, um, even uh, issues such as gun violence prevention, there are a lot of grants that the the um, excuse me, Pennsylvania Commission on Crime and Delinquency has been um, working on and, and things of that nature. I know there's currently a grant out right now, nonprofit security grant, really looking into um, making sure that nonprofits have the right like you know camera systems and, and all these other areas and updating them to really ensure their safety. So that's an, an area right there that um, I've heard about as well. Um, and so in, in the technical assistance for that, so folks are, are can, you know, get on the website, connect, and then um, talk with the folks who are managing that to kind of understand what's needed. Um, and then also another thing when looking at these areas is to connect with your elected officials as well. Yes. Is to say, you know, this is in your district, I'm applying for said grant you know, I would, you know, like your support or, you know, I'd want to just understand this a little bit more too. How do you understand it? Explain it to me. So I think those kind of go hand in hand in that kind of relationship. You hear that, Ty? She said contact a local official. So I got state rep Curry. I'm going to make sure I hit her up so she knows. I'm going to say, look, the executive director told me to contact you, okay? She said it. That's what she told me. That's although what she I, said. Although I know her, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, that's what I'm telling her. You know, the executive director told me to call you, but... Um, <laughs> I, I have her on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, one of the it's things great. you have to know your elected officials. You have to. <laughs> I, I find that to be probably like that, that's that's politics one on one. Who's representing you? You know what I mean? Who's 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 speaking for your voice? Like you know, go find out who that person is and speak to them about how your voice can be loud. You know, heard a little bit better than what it's heard sometimes. Um, you know, okay. the one thing I always want to ask. I, I, you gave me the commissions, or yeah, you gave me the five commissions that you that are part of the governor's office. Definitely African American Affairs, Latino, LGBTQ, women. Um, you know, one one aspect that's really that's, that really jumps out to me when it comes to voting, anyway, is the amount of African American women that vote, and then the amount of, in contrast, the amount of African American men that vote. Um, it's it's a drastic contrast. And I always wondered, like, as, you know, within our elected officials and the offices and the commissions, what do we do to improve how, how black men perceive politics and voting? Um, I, I guess in some way, you know, black women are more motivated, they're more, you know, organized, let's get it, let's go. You know, girl, we're going to have to vote, let's go vote, you know what I mean? But for men, it's a little bit different. Um, I, our numbers tend to lack and fall off. Why, why do you feel that is and what can we do to help improve that? 
I think it's a number of different circumstances, right? So um, the way that we think about some things, you know, socioeconomic status can also play a role into that. Um, there can also be some other areas of like community where you, where you are in your community mm. and where you're you know surrounding yourself. So what I going back to what I said before, when you're making your voting plan, you know who are you including? Are you including your mom, your aunt, your grandma, you know your grandpa, all those people? How do you say how, the same way you can do a group text and say, hey, what's what y'all you know who gonna be at the cookout? Who right. are gonna be there? Right. You can do the same thing and say. You know, who all is coming to X, Y, Z? Because we know there have been a lot of voter engagement initiatives where um, they have, you know, kind of like bring, what is it, bring the polls to the party type thing Mm -hmm. and just kind of really focusing on community. So I think the engagement has to be very intentional. You know, if you know that you are going, make sure that you ask everyone else if they're going. Um, And if you're comfortable also, if you are at work and, you know, people are talking about certain things, I think, you know, you know how to approach those things and kind of go from there. But I think in community, when we look at a lot of even our youth serving organizations um, to really kind of start to bring that. What is your plan? You know, do you go with your parents? Because um, we know a lot of folks don't usually take their kids. They're like, oh, do you want to stay in line? But maybe you should start taking your kids with you so that they can understand and see the process. Yeah. The earlier that they see this process, the better yeah. um, so that they can understand what it looks like, see a ballot, you know, in hand um, and, and to be able to talk about it. Now, you know, you talked about the educational piece. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big I'm a big advocate for we have to find a way to diminish, if not get rid of student debt. Um, I think that's economically, that's one of the biggest hindrance for us as, as a community. Um, we want to move ahead. We have to get degreed. We got to pay for it in some kind of way. Um, what, when it comes to voting, why do you, why, why are people, why are more people not jumping on that particular topic when it comes to voting? We think about other topics, you know, we think about healthcare, we think about crime, crime mainly, you know, that's one of the first things people think about is crime. But if I could save money from my education and find a way to move forward, that might be more of a priority than, say, crime would, right? Me personally, I'm just saying for a person, a citizen within. What, what do you think that, you know, educationally, how, we can, how can voting assist helping get rid of student debt? Yeah, that's a big question. Um, I think the way is first we have to understand it all. Um, on the federal level and how to impact state. Um, We need to kind of really be intentional with that. Uh, And so I think that's where we just have to really kind of dissect it in that in that sense of of just trying to understand it. You know, it's it's not going to it's not something that you're going to teach someone in like two seconds, Mm -hmm. but we have to kind of dig a little bit deeper with it. Um, But then when we get to voting, folks have to also already know their issues. And sometimes because uh, other issues seem a little bit more tangible in the sense of, you know, I have a child, so I'm more invested in education in the sense of the kind of, you know, the kind of education said child is getting if they're getting a certain books. Um, And so I think it's the way that maybe the issues are kind of dressed and and kind of advertised. And so I think as the state, we are really trying to ensure that people are educated on how to vote. What does that look like in between? Um, and, and that's something that, you know, we can kind of take back to leadership to kind of say, you know, this is what we're looking at. How do we kind of break this down from the macro and bring it down to the micro? Yeah, I, I definitely understand that. Ty, go ahead, bro. Yes. 
Ms. Nance, uh, can you go into the dynamics of political consulting? I'm curious on that one. What is, can you touch on that for me? You said political consulting? Yes. Uh, <laughs> She's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, tell her why, tell her why, Ty. Like, tell her why. Yes. All right, so well, here's my story. Well, the other day, uh, a politician ran into me, uh, councilwoman at large, uh, Kendra, oh, I forgot the last name, but uh, one of her runners as well, they stopped me in the drugstore, and they, you know, they was asking me to come out and vote, why I should vote, so on and so forth. I said, but just give me, hold on one second, I want to ask you a couple of questions. And he said, well, well, do you vote? I said, well, I'm, I'm trying to, but I don't, I'm not sure, but y'all need to show more accountability for me. I said, give me a second, let me put this prescription in. I put the prescription in, I turn around, he's walking away. So I chase him down, I said, yo, my man, I said I was going to, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he kind of, like, brushed me off. Yeah. You know, and politics, how do you get to the politicians to let them know that they need to be more, I guess, involved yeah. with the people that Selection. they, you know, yeah, you know, as far as in the streets, they go out there once in a while, you see them a lot around election time, but after election time, you don't really hear from them or see them. Yeah. As politicians, do they get consulted on how to deal with the people or you know how to interact with the people? Mm. Uh, I think that can be subjective. Um, but also something that the governor talks about is like there's no wrong way to get to government. So we know that there's a text. You can text now and he actually reads them and responds. And so I think it's about how we engage community intentionally. And so... Every politician is not the same, but, you know, one way that you can kind of one way that is a continuous accountability is, you know, contacting and continuing to uh, send those emails, calls. They have a feedback inbox that someone monitors and, you know, is supposed to respond within 24, 48 hours. You can mail items, all these various ways of communication to really, you know, hold people accountable so that they can give you the information that you need. Um, or, you know, especially when it comes to the council, council people and, and you state reps. Now, I'm not saying just pop up in their office like you. <laughs> no, no, I'm popping you know, up. Aggressively. I'm popping up. But, yo, hey, yo, hey, but, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, if you just so happen to be in the neighborhood, they're in the community anyways. And you say this is X um, and I'm trying to get to Y. I really would like the assistance um, on so forth and so forth and so on. There are a lot of state reps that I've seen that are, you know, if they have events, you should attend that event. You know, if they're having a senior lunch, I mean, you might not be a senior, but you can still go to the senior lunch. Oh, you yeah. never know. You might have a neighbor that needs to know about the senior services that, you know, that they're providing, that they're trying to get more information and engagement on. Yeah, that's um, true. So I think that that's just another way, you know, that you can kind of say, hey, you know, I saw you at, at the so-and-so store and I was trying to talk about a little bit more things, but, you know, and it's, I think it's also about perspective, right? Because in the moment, they do kind of contact. Some some do kind of do the whole, like, when it's voting time, I'm going to engage, engage. Um, but then it's also we have to remember that at the end of the day, most these all these politicians are human, right? They can't talk to every single person, but they want to be intentional and they have staff to be able to ensure that you're any problem that you have is met or whatever it is that you need to talk about to ensure that you get to the right space. Okay. Right. You also deal with nonprofits, am I correct? Yes. Yes. 
Can you tell me what are some of the benefits of nonprofits? You mean dealing with yeah. <laughs> some of the benefits of non like communicating with them? That and becoming nonprofits. Are there benefits to be being nonprofits as far as dealing with the government? Yeah, well, I mean, we know that the uh, whole meaning of nonprofits is to serve the good of the people at the mm -hmm. end of the day, you mm -hmm. know, to, to, to solve this problem. What is the problem or what is the issue that, you know, we that that person or that organization is in lane to assist? And so when you tie into government, you think about the different spaces that um, sometimes it's a funding thing or other times it's really connecting to get information and to have those kind of um you know, information sessions, you have someone from the state agencies come to said nonprofit, depending on what the topic is to talk about what they're doing and how to make sure that they're having community engagement. Like when it came to the broadband issue, because we know that a lot of communities do not have high speed internet. Yeah. And so that is someone from a state agency coming to a nonprofit that may be doing, um, maybe they're doing a lot of things in STEM, but they know that sometimes maybe, you know, uh, the internet's not as great. So we need to get more people here to advocate on this so that we can get more people um, aware of this issue that's, you know, hindering our programming. And so that that's where, you know, that kind of relationship with government and nonprofits go. Um, or it's when um, the Department of Banking and Securities has does a kind of like a fraud um, sessions talking about the elderly. And mm. so talking about what that looks like, they go into the communities and do this. And so the nonprofit has the space, has the clientele or, you know, the the constituents that are there. So they're, the State Department will come there and kind of give that information and really trying to come to the people on, on these different things. Um, and that's where another example of how nonprofit and community go together with state government, because a lot of these uh, sessions that these state agencies have are usually in the nonprofit space to make sure that they're reaching the people. Yeah, I can do it. So, so I am a nonprofit founder and um, CEO of Hugs Around America. Hugs Around America. Um, so a hug saved my life, literally. Yes. It's in the uh, cancer space of preventative survivorship and uh, treatment options, clinical, clinical trials, and community of color, right? Trying to get us to show up in the numbers. And so I had my inaugural event um, this year, and the information, um, it was called Moving for Wellness. And the goal was to tie in moving, um, exercise, and not technically calling it exercise, but fun, like double dutch, um, Zumba, um, hula hoop, and line dancing to um, decreasing the risk of a cancer diagnosis or diabetic um, diabetes, right? And so I went around outside of my, my representative, you know, where I live, just trying to get so many different um, state representatives and councilmen and representatives involved. And I kept hearing, you're not in my district. It's not in my district. It's, I was like, but wait a minute, this information is so delicious. I want your constituents to, <laughs> to hear it. I, I need them to see it, to be a part of. Yeah. And so that was so, um, um, I, I was taken aback. And so the, the councilman that did show up and he says, well, you know, Lynn, you have to bring it in your community. We want to do it. Let's do it again. 
But how do I get everyone? And I, I went to, I was very intentional going to our community and individuals who are in charge of, to look like us, you know, my brother, my father, um, who can reach out and have a conversation with their constituents and say, listen, let's be a part of this event. And so I will digress and let you answer that question. <laughs> uh, I've seen a lot of elected officials go to events that are not in their district. Um, so I think I would start with, you know, how are you engaging the constituents in the district where you are currently and connecting with that state rep, the senator, um, also connecting on the federal level. So, you know, your Congress, Congresswoman, Congressman, um, those folks, um, continuing to uh, include them, send those invites, connect with their staff person, their district office director or chief of staff, um, so that they're aware of you. I mean, it needs to be to the point where you are calling and they're like, there she goes. There she is. Like, it needs to get to that point because they need to know. You know, it, it was, it's like that saying, the um, elevator pitch, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You need to be able to talk about what you do mm -hmm. in a short amount of time and keep people engaged. So you need to continue to, whether it's, you know, you share your one pager with a staff person, you email them, you invite them to your various events, you talk about your progress, what have you done so far, you know, what does that look like? for some of the, what have been your wins? Where are the areas that you know you need improvement on that you're gonna continue to improve? And then also kind of connecting it to some of the things, you know, that they may be supporting. So if you know that there's a certain person that's supporting various issues, and it may not specifically be in the health space, but you know how they are connected. Mm -hmm. um, but also how do you, the work that you're doing, how do you connect it where you also get maybe others who will have nonprofits that have maybe youth serving or things like that, make it into like a fellowship or a partnership. You know, the partnership and collaboration is really huge. And I think that is um, that is something that continues to be uh, a way that people grow. Um, and especially here in, in the state, we collaborate all the time. And so I give you those things of, you know, really continuing to connect with all those folks on all those levels. Um, it can feel tiring, but the when you see the the fruit that you yes. you know the work and the product i think that is what's going to be real rewarding um and then lastly i'll say you know send me an invite if i'm on that side of the state um, i will do my best to be there <laughs> well i'll send it in enough time where you can be intentional about being on this side listen I'm going to highlight that word. That, that, is a, that is a word. I think they both shared that word several times. I'm, I'm about to tattoo that on my arm. <laughs> intentional. You better, you better be intentional about the things that you do. If you're not, you talk, what you talk about, the ele elevator pitch? Man, I, I had the worst elevator pitch for, for, <laughs> for executive director Nance. If you had seen my elevator pitch, you'd be like, bro, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, you okay? I'm sitting there. She's sitting there. So what do you do? I, I, I don't know. I, I'm a, uh, I got a podcast. <laughs> Uh, I got a radio station. Uh, uh, I talk yeah, we, to the people. I talk to the people. I, I, I'm here because for, for the people. I'm just here for the people. That's all you got to know. You know, but I mean, you, you just have a lot of jobs. <laughs> right. You know, I, I'm not Jamaican, but I got a lot of jobs. You know what I mean? But it, it <laughs> but I always find it to be interesting because you're on a, you're on a whole other side of the state. All right. You're you're on more on the on the you're located in Harrisburg, but you definitely are from the Pittsburgh area. So. Um, Philly is a little bit a different animal, I would say. You know, it's a different place. It's a different 
community. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but something I've noticed that I actually read a story about coming on here this morning or this this evening was that I think on our side, as far as I'm, I'm independent, I'm an independent leaning Democrat. That's what I am, right? So I know I read a story talking about how Philly voter turnout is decreasing compared to other counties within the state. And it kind of, it rubbed me a certain kind of way because of what it made it seem like, not the story itself, but just the data. It made it seem like Philly is kind of like, well, we know we're going to vote Democrat, so oh well, I'm, you know, I don't have to go vote. And the numbers are coming down. Just, just a stat, for example, Allegheny County is where the county Pittsburgh is located, right? Allegheny, is that right? That area? Yeah, so. Right. Allegheny County has 133,000 fewer voters than Philly does, right? But the last election, midterms, there were 67,000 more votes in that county than there were in Philadelphia by itself. So I, I, I bring all that up because I think a lot of times as, as Democrats, we get complacent. We get very, um, hey, you know what? I'm good. We good. You know, we know who's going to be elected. I think that that's such a, 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 a Ill, 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 uh, uninformed way of really approaching voting and approaching how our, how the government, the city of the, the city government is run. Um, how do you know all that stat I just gave all that data, all the thing I just said? How does it what do you think about that? You're from the other side of the state. You did you go through all back and forth between Philly and everywhere else in Harrisburg. What does that make you think about when you when those kind of numbers come up? It just reminds me that we need to do a better job with education. You know, the more that you know, the more that you can be strategic about with, you know, strategic with that information. And so as we continue to think about what voter engagement looks like, and not just in the sense of, you know, we only are going to do voter engagement in the times of voting, but also the other areas of it, of just the process and where do we go? How, you know, how do I even know what to vote about mm. or what things are currently affecting me? And I think sometimes when I've talked to some people, they don't necessarily have the language to understand the issue. Yeah. And so, you know, these things are affecting you, but how do you have the language to then connect? People? I mean, I, I think that you, you talked about that and in, in, in they use a great word. You say connect. And I think that word kind of is one word that sometimes candidates they fall they fall a little bit short on sometimes connecting to the to the demographic of people that they service now that's just my opinion i'm not, you know i'm not i'm not at the, at the state house you know i'm not in the state reps positions um but just from observation i find it to be you know they there's a difficulty um i also find that sometimes you know some of our state reps are more in tune with other things than what are part of the com- what the community needs that's just my again my perspective being a constituent um, mm-hmm. I would like to, I, I mean, I would always like to find a better solution to how we can improve engagement. Education is definitely key, but I think that sometimes, you know, we, we, as, we, as a community, we need a little bit more than just education. Um, I always think about, you know, things that hit us home, you know, like barbecues, <laughs> like parties, like, I mean, I, I, I know this, this is bad to say, but we have to find a way to hit us, connect with us on a more personal level than a, a candidate level. You know what I mean? Um, and I, and that's what, I, that's what I, I, I yearn for, for our candidates and our, our state reps. 
for our, our political officials is to find a way to connect to our community a little bit more on a personal level than just on a candidate, constituent, citizen level. Um, I mean, what do you feel about that? It sounds like you're saying we need to make government uh, more fun. How do we make it more fun to then engage listen, people? You, listen, because <laughs> folks done tuned out. They, they tuned out. They, they feel like, you know, their government, they don't know anything about their government. They feel like their government has, you know, failed them in a sense. The government hasn't paid attention to them. So how do we make it more engaging to show that, hey, the government is paying attention, you know? And I'm not, listen, I, I say all the things. I know I'm on a negative line, but I'm, I'm going to be honest. Governor Shapiro has done some phenomenal things within the state. What happened on I-95 was, in a drastic turnaround of it, you can't do nothing but applaud what that man did. I, when, look, when, when, you, when you see a politician, you better applaud him what he's doing, all right? What he did on 95 was absolutely bananas in such a, such a short period of time. Now, it wasn't him. He didn't go fix the highway himself, okay? <laughs> it wasn't him out there sweating and fixing the highway. It's definitely some, some blue-collar workers that are from the city or from the area. But his initiative yeah. and his ideals and his push to get that done was major. When was the last time somebody got something done so fast in Philly? When was the last time? Normally, you got to jump through hoops, red tape, blue tape, purple tape, and, and get a seal and a, and a sign of approval to get it notarized, okay? That's normally how long these things take. But to see him do that that fast, that's why I say I'm not going to be the person that's like, yeah, well, you know, they don't do anything. Governor Shapiro was definitely, I mean, I've been watching this man since he was on MSNBC. He was the attorney general. Coming on like every week, I would watch him. I'd like, oh, this, this, look, this is the attorney general of our state. I didn't know this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I knew who he was. But I have a father who he was. When he ran for governor, I was like, okay, I know this bull. I can, I can support this. But I say all that to say that I'm, I, I'm on both sides of the fence. I'm not a person that's like, you know, forget these candidates, forget these state reps. I, when you see something good, you acknowledge it. But when you see right. something that needs to be changed or challenged, you have to bring that to their attention. And, you know, connecting with the candidate and the constituents seems to be a big, um, <laughs> it's a big separation. But it seems like it's by ocean. We're all separated by oceans. We can't even come con come together to to get each other on the same page. You know? Yeah. I mean, we know that Governor Shapiro let us know that he is very competitive. He says that, um, and, and he means it. He really wants to ensure that we are leading the way in a lot of different areas. Um, there has been some amazing things that have happened within the last uh, seven or so months of the administration in the way that we're connecting with people and the way that we're trying to have people also see how they can get connected with government to understand what's going on. Yeah. Um, you know, the various state departments are doing their um, engagement tours. Uh, we know uh, the drug and alcohol program, they are doing stuff there. So these other various agencies are engaging people and really being intentional there so that folks can know that they're there. And then also, you know, see that people of color are in these spaces. The secretary of that um, department is a black woman, see? Um, Dr. Latika Jones Davis. And, you know, that is that is something that's um, amazing there. And even in education, you know, a black uh, man is also running. That is the secretary, um, Dr. Khalid Mumin. So just thinking about these spaces where we have so much representation, um, that should ignite people to understand the importance of these roles, mm -hmm. how they also trickle down and, and what that looks like um, and all these other spaces in government as well. Not just maybe the usual things. A lot of those spaces are a little bit more external than probably the Department of Insurance and all these other spaces. Um, 
but they are it, it provides us with the knowledge that we probably didn't have before about these spaces yeah. and also understanding and you know kind of like reading their resume trying getting to know them as the person that got to these spaces um as they kind of go around the state and, and have these um really engaged talks i mean i always believe lead by example right and Governor Shapiro, he's doing that in every way, shape, and form. So you got to lead by example. We just need a couple more of him around certain areas. <clears throat> now, I'm not going to mention no areas, but we just need a couple more of, of his type of, you know, his type of motivation um, within our leadership. It's, it, it's, it's to be honored. So I'm going to make sure I say that. You know, you tell him I said it if you, if you speak to him. Tell him Jimmy said it. <laughs> of course. He always loves hearing from folks. Listen. So. It'd be great. Listen, um, it's okay, so on a personal note, you know, we're not going to hold you too much longer on a personal note. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> how, how has it been? I mean, when I'm running through your resume, right, and I'm reading all the distinguished things that you have done, it's and you're, you're, as I say, track record extensive, yes. right, Ty? Yes. As, as, as that is, how, how do you manage how do you manage this being a wife and a mom and traveling as much as you oh, do? Same, and same yo, she she is on both both coasts or both both sides of the state on a regular basis. So how do you manage this? Uh, you know, I think for me, the first thing I'm gonna always say, you know, like we in church, you know, I, I just want to thank the Lord who is the the leader of my life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um. So for me, very based in faith. So for me, that's my foundation. But also in this work, right, we talk about all these different issues. You have to learn when to have self-care. You have mm. to learn to really sit with yourself. You have to do that self-examination. Uh, one thing I was just telling someone earlier today, um, you know, being in the Marine Corps was not the easiest, but they broke you down to build you back up. And I think that is something that puts you in a different strength is your mental yeah. um, to be in all these roles. You really have to ensure that you nurture and grow and cultivate these things that you're learning and, and you know, really putting into the things that you talk about with your mental health, um, because we know mental health is so important. Yeah. Um, and also, I just really love being able to connect with people. My biggest thing is I want to educate people about how I got to these spaces. If someone says, you know, I also... Uh, ran, I was in a, uh, I did local government for some time. So what does that look like? How do you get people to understand, you know, getting their names on the ballot? You know, how do you understand, get them to understand where, where their office is that they need to connect with? Um, and then also just that it's, you know, don't put yourself in a box. One thing that, um, you know, my resume, I haven't just done one thing. I know there are people who do like to do just one thing, not no offense to them, but the biggest thing for me is to learn and to kind of go grow through these different things. Um, I worked in early childhood at the University of Pittsburgh. I've done things, you know, I worked as a chief of staff, you know, those are two different worlds, but I have, you know, my background in psychology, but that all connects because as we think about all these things, the biggest thing for me is to really ensure that people are in the center. You know, we are working on programs that are for people. We are providing people with this information. And I believe it, it was um, Dr. Cornell West that probably, I think it is, I might paraphrase a little bit, but you can't lead the people if you don't love the people. Mm -hmm. so That's something the truth. for me is I just continue to think of all the people along the way who have helped me to be where I am. Uh, my mom came from a different country. We didn't always have, you know, we didn't always have family, but I knew there was people that, you know, God would bring along to really assist in these different ways. Mm -hmm. And so I think that for me is, 
the center is just continuing to make sure that we help people, educate people. Um, and, you know, I'm, I think I would say I'm pretty accessible in a sense of, you know, people email me, they text, you know, uh, me to be able to understand what's going on. If, if there's something that I may not understand, instead of telling someone I don't know and then that's the end of the conversation, yeah. I will say just, you know, let me connect with the right person to make sure that we both are understanding what's going on so that I can kind of keep this in my arsenal for moving forward. See. I definitely hear the passion and mm -hmm. the love for the people in your mm -hmm. in your voice. Yeah. Your heart is speaking. I hear the words, but I also definitely hear she, your heart. She, she wear it on her sleeve. Yeah. So you know? it's <laughs> definitely um, a blessing to have someone like you in that chair doing what you do. Yes. I mean, if if, it, if there if it had to be another executive director of African American Affairs, you know, normally that kind of title you would see a a, a little bit older black woman maybe, um, <laughs> with you know she's had you know thirty five years in government, and I, listen, I'm being so stereotypical right now. I'm just being, but this is this is normally what what you would expect. So you know, to see such youth in in that position and knowing that that's the progress. You know, that's that's where we need to be. They, these are the, you need to put some youth in these positions in order to not just stay in the positions, but to see them move forward in the way they're supposed to move forward. So I, I, I appreciate it. I'm, I agree with Lynn. I can hear it in your voice. Ty said he agreed, too. Yes. We, can hear, we can hear your passion for the people more than anything else. And then for me... If you buy the people, that listen, I, I love it. Like I rather, I rather you be for the people than not, than not be for anything else. You know, and and I appreciate that. And let me also mention uh, two more things, like real quick. First of all, you know, before before I even let you go, thank you. And I hate I hate to say this is such a slogan, but thank you for your service. Thank you for doing <laughs> what you did. Thank you for going in when other people wouldn't and sacrificing what you had to sacrifice. And you getting those the eight years that you served, you serve honorably. So thank you for your service. I don't think enough people might say that to you. My dad was in the Marines. I understand that how Marines, you know, how they go, what they face sometimes. So thank you for what you do. And the other thing is, how close are we to getting that doctorate? <laughs> um, I actually um, just passed my comprehensive exam. So mm. we're awesome. another step closer. Man, so that's what I'm talking about. And say like next year, but you know, we, we will see as I do this job and all my other things. Um, but but it's coming. It's coming. That's love. We listen. <laughs> we gonna awesome. be like Doctor Annette Nance, Executive Director of African American Commission at the Governor's of Shapiro's office. We listen. I, I'm waiting for that title to come. When you get it, please tell me. Don't be like. Don't, don't be trying to like pop up one day and I'm. I see you on social media and you pop up and she got her doctorate. I'm like, oh come on, man. But no, listen. I, Congratulations. I, nah, I'm, I'm. I was honored to hear that. I think that's a, that's a major milestone, particularly for women of color. Um, to to push that and get that. So congratulations on that. Like you ain't gonna come over here and just we just gonna ask you questions and you just sit there and answer. Now we're gonna talk about you because you're doing some you're doing some good work. You're doing some major things and we greatly appreciate you sharing with us. Um, team, is there something you want to say to you know executive director before we let her go? Look out for the emails. <laughs> They're coming. <laughs> I am grateful to have sat in. Um, thank you so much, Jimmy for allowing me to partake and just listen. Um, and so sometimes um, just quiet and listening, you can learn a, yeah. a lot. And I did, and I'm appreciative for all that you do. For sure, for sure. Ty? 
Yes, I just got off the phone with Marvel Studios. They're going to drop Wonder Woman and replace her with you. So, congratulations. <laughs> she is a superhero without a cape, boy. That's the truth. Superhero without a cape. That's that's love. Well, you know, is there something you want to say to the people before we let you go? Uh, I was going to make a comment. So, you know, what's actually funny is that so when I uh, got out the Marine Corps and finished my contract, there is a so everyone sometimes, you know, they get these different plaques. My plaque, I'm going to send a picture if you don't believe me. My plaque is literally like the rank that I was at the top and Wonder Woman at the bottom. (laughs) So I'm going to have to send a picture. So yeah, And it has like my medals on there. But um, something I want to leave with the people is to really do your homework on um, what's going on in your community, the issues that, that are really you know, that you see, whether it's, you know, there's a pothole on your street and like, who do I contact? Or, you know, there's things you're seeing um, at your church. Um, how do you get your churches involved in, you know, sacred bank engagement or your, your any other nonprofit? How do you really get youth to kind of also get involved and excited about this work? Um, and then lastly, you know, if, you know, folks want to contact me, I'll leave my email, A-N-A-N-C-E at PA.gov. Always willing to answer questions, connect where um, I can, and ensuring that, you know, we continue to have a seat at the table. Um, the more that I get the information from the community on all sides of the state, um, especially, you know, for black and brown folks, that's really what I want to make sure that um, I am advocating for at all times on all levels, locally, you know, mostly at the state and federally, um, making sure that folks are just aware of what's going on. Um, and, you know, you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Always love to like connect with people on um, social media, but really I think making sure that folks are aware of the commission social media. And so I can, I'll share that so that folks can connect and kind of stay up to date with what we have going on. Um, always willing to connect with people. And I think it's, it's one of the greatest things that we can do is to connect, collaborate as we kind of move forward. Yeah. That's that's real. That's real. And you, you know, for me, I, I'm I'm thankful for you coming on tonight, family, because <laughs> again, you never know who you're sitting next to. I swear. And I've I'm I'm gonna get my my elevator pitch together. I promise. And it is together. It's been it look, since since that time we met in June. It, I've got it together. Okay, I ain't gonna do it here on air, but I got it together. And okay. you know, I I felt like. I felt so embarrassed when I walked out of that that <laughs> that event that night because I was like, "Yeah, well, I just completely debacled that whole conversation." I don't know what I was thinking. I ain't had no business cards on me. I was just complete. I was like, "Must have been one of them days, boy." But you know, she she uh, she took my wounds and she said, "Here, here's my card. <laughs> just just take just take my information." <laughs> Yeah, contact me when you get a chance. Listen, she, she, she said, just call Would me. Would you get yourself together? You, you okay, right? I, I know you are right. You okay. You all right. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, some people might take that. This dude is a joke. Well, why, why, why? I'm not going to talk to him. I'm the executive director of the governor. So what am I not going to talk to him? But mm. you you were so humble and, and so gracious in how you communicated with me and stayed in contact with me. And I can't thank you enough just for coming on tonight. Um, sharing what you shared, the information is key. Information is power. Information is important, and you know, um, not just because you, you're, you're working for the commission, but it's also important that we understand why voting is important for our, our everyday lives, and who represents us. And if you're an example of the people that represent the, represent us from the governor's office, please continue to be that person because you were doing a phenomenal job. Um, thank you. No, nah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. Uh, we gonna let her go, family. 
We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue to do our show, Jimmy Bond's podcast, right, right here on WPEB Radio, 88.1 FM, 95.1 FM. Remember, family, you call us with your comments or your questions at 215-472-0881. Again, that's 215-472-0881. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. It's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S, podcast at gmail.com. Listen to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast right here on WPEB Radio, 88.1 FM, 95.1 FM, West Philadelphia. We'll be right back. <laughs> 